Hello, the internet. Today we're going to make a vegan version of a turducken, or as it's also known, a tofucken. So let's get started. A turducken is a chicken stuffed inside a duck, stuffed inside a turkey, which is probably the grossest shit I've ever heard of, usually eaten by simple douchebags. Now our tofucken will start with some lovely tempeh, chopped up small, sauteed in olive oil with a little black pepper, Mm. Then we add a little soy sauce. Next, we'll stuff our tofu block with this lovely sauteed tempeh. Next, we take that beautiful block of tofu. We place it in our favorite marinade. Ah. Spoon a little up on the top. This is gonna be the tits. You know a perk of this recipe? Is that you don't have to eat body parts and shit. Why, some of those cooking show twats they even smile as they stuff bread up a bird's ass. Isn't that fucking strange? And after your tofu has soaked up that delicious goddamn marinade, then wrap it in your favorite homemade seitan. I make my own seitan because I have no time for weak ass bullshit. Then roast until it's golden brown. Isn't it nice to not be eating fucking corpses? On today's farms, chickens, ducks, and turkeys are totally fucked. They're raised in tiny-ass sheds, and after a shitty life with assets beating the crap out of them, they're fucking hung upside down. Their goddamn throats are cut at a slaughterhouse, which is nothing more than a dickhead torture palace. If shit like that was done to dogs every day, people would be like, Jesus fucking Christ, you cocksucking animal-abusing chose. So how are birds any fucking different in only the goddamn ways that count? Feeling pain and fear and shit? Bitch, please. You know who eats like that? Weak-ass motherfuckers, that's who. We're recording to you live from the Brave Force Tavern. It's 310 Terry Avenue North. Yeah, Seattle, Washington. We are still on South Lake Union. Uh, I am Bobby Stills. Across from me, Coho. Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami. In the house. Uh, we do have uh, Keith Boogie, a.k.a. Queef Boogie, a.k.a. the Risotto Kid, oh. a.k.a. The, <laughs> the Pasta Squasher. Producer, always taking a deucer. Uh, we do have a guest. We got uh, three guests. Oh, we do. Three guests. Two are off the radar, though. <laughs> They're about to be on that radar. <laughs> First of all, sir, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Toby. Toby. Work, work with Ethan Stoll Restaurants. Ethan Stoll Restaurants representing in the house. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Tom Douglas. We are in Tom Douglas's house. I know. He's not in the house. But he, he probably would be. He may and, walk by. Possibly, I don't know. Maybe. Like, what up, Tom? How's it going, man? You cooked me dinner once. He'll be wearing uh, the little man, little man's here. You want to introduce your? Uh... Yes, I have my beautiful girlfriend, Sarah, here, and my uh, adorable four-month-old son, Harlan Mackay Reyes, in the house. A lot of hair going on over he there. He has some hair. He has some hands in the mouth right now. He's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Lots of drool. Lots of drool repping up. He just made the table like wet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so like we had said, what was it, Johnny, a year and a half ago, a year ago? It was probably like six or seven months ago. Six or seven months ago when, was it that long ago? Yeah. No, I guess you're right because it was before the baby was born. 
Yes. And then a little bit before that. So, yeah, maybe like eight months. Yeah, eight, so we've got some information about a burger that they, in California, Southern California, that they were growing in a laboratory that was supposed to mimic the flavor of, they reproduced the actual chemical that made the beef meat taste like meat. meat. Taste like meat. Yeah. It's not meat that tastes like meat. It's this chemical. It's plants that taste like meat because they they took out a gene, I guess, that all plants have that is like the meat gene or something like that. It's what makes meat taste like meat. Got some meat in my genes. Right? I bet you do. Um, And they took that gene and they learned how to expand on it to create uh, this burger that's plant-based. I think it's soy-based. I don't know. I don't care. We'll ask the chef when he comes out. When he comes out, since he'll know. It's weird to see it on a menu now, though. Well, yeah. We had promised uh, the listeners. Oh, yeah. This is episode 88. Took 88 episodes to get get here. To eat some vegetarian stuff. Yeah. It takes a long time. Yeah. We're not paying for it, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) No. This episode is brought to you by Brave Horse Tavern. Yeah. It's popping. They got trivia night going on in the back. Yeah, we were going to record in the back, but uh, Geeks Who Drink are here uh, every Monday starting at 6. They will let you in to have a seat at 5 o'clock. Uh, I don't know how many beers they have on tap. I'm looking at the wrong menu. They got um, tons. Yeah, so like we said, we promised when the burger was available in Seattle, I had an argument with somebody saying, I'm not going all the way to U District to get that burger. That doesn't count as Seattle. But uh, The U District doesn't count as Seattle? That's too far, man. Bro. It's too far. Toby, where do you live at? Ballard. Ballard. I mean, I'm, that's, I'm on so a you just think it's not like that Cut, far away. Cutting it, cutting it close, bro. Cutting yeah. it close. <laughs> but once I found out that they were serving it in, you know, the greater the slew, the, yeah, the yeah, take the slut down here to <laughs> Amazon and uh, get the burger. So we were gonna go ahead and uh, get the burger and take it to our studio and try it out. But I spoke with the GM here. His name is Brian Dalby. Nice guy. Beautiful man bun. Looks like. Like Thor's, uh, politely firm, if I would say. (laughs) You know, he told me I couldn't bring my kid past a certain point. Politely firm. Politely firm. All right. I was like, I don't want to rock this guy right now. Like, good attribute. (laughs) Uh, So he told us to come down here and go ahead and record live here. They said they'd sponsor our show, give us some free food. So shout out him. Um, Also, Chef Bradley Layfield. Um, He was like, you know, I'm gonna come in. It's my day off. I want to cook for these guys. So I. uh, I appreciate that very, very much. We're gonna see if we can get him get him to come out here and get on. He took he's here on his day off just for us. Yeah, you know you know what I'm saying? Big big Baller. time. Big time. Big time. Big time. <laughs> he must I mean, be a big fan. Maybe, possibly. I don't know if he's heard the show. We don't ever we never know. Yeah. Um I've had people come up to me at restaurants before and be like and just send me out stuff. And, I remember at Air Jackson's pop up, someone came up and was like, I'm a huge fan and I was like feeling myself. <laughs> It happens. I mean, I've been to restaurants and people send me out stuff and some, maybe the server will say, like, do you know the chef? And I'm like, I don't. Depends on who it is. And then in a roundabout way, we'll figure out it's because of the podcast. But, um, yeah. So we're here to try out the burger and we brought uh, Toby along with us. He expressed interest. He said whenever you guys get that burger, he'd love to come on the show and try it. Awesome. Uh, the burger that bleeds. The burger that bleeds. <laughs> I'm expecting it to bleed. They said they're going to make our patties double fat. Oh, just so we can just actually so we can see the get the. the you know I'm saying that plant blood. That tastes good. Try to get that plant blood. It. That plant blood. <laughs> All right, but before the burgers, uh, they're firing them off right now. Uh, Johnny, what's going on at work? 
Um, you know, not much is going on at work. We did make it on Thrillist uh, Top 13 restaurants, new oh, restaurants in the country. Congratulations. Uh, up there with like Felix Chacharia and stuff like that, which is pretty awesome to be on. Um, so super excited. Uh, moving into a more fall-themed menu, so we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. It's kind of tough right now. People, You would think people would want more stew or soup on the menu. So what I'm, I'm rocking soups right now. They, they don't want them, though. Like I know. Unless I, it's gumbo, and well, then they want it. I tried to explain to my GM, like, nobody's going to come to a bar and eat and soup. soup. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, just try it out. Just do it. And she's like, and then, of course it sells, but I'm making small batches. Yeah. You know? So... Most of the employees are eating it. I love soup. Right. I'm like, it's a special or it's a soup of the day so that you guys won't eat it. It's for the customers. I think soup's an unsung hero. It is. Like no, a good it really soup is. Is, is hearty and enjoyable and like, that's all you need for a meal is a really good soup. Yeah, I mean, I go into a restaurant and I see a good soup on the board, but yeah. you go to so many places and it's just an atypical soup. Yeah, but the thing is, what's the, what's the difference? Are we, what's the difference between a soup and a stew? You know, I feel like soup is supposed to be brothy and stew is supposed to be hearty. You know what I'm saying? It, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it depends. Something's made with a stock. Yeah. And but like, I made- feel like soup is for when you're sick and then stew is for when you're just like trying to actually get a meal. Like if there were a stew at a bar, I would get a stew. Well, it's a good, good like call. Like a pureed vegetable soup yeah. is stew texture without the... Okay. Okay. I feel All right. That. So That's I'm going to start using stew. <laughs> From now on, even though I hate it's my old sell. chef name still. <laughs> Buster. Bang, bang. Buster. My work, I don't know, I'm getting into those I'm getting into those private parties. Those like corporate parties are coming through. Nice. I really don't have too much help, so it's taking me like three days. I know some mad mad people are going to your place and they're like, Oh Jupiter, and I don't want to be that guy like coming on the Instagram like, Yeah, my boy run the kitchen though, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Well, I mean, let me if you if you guys know any I am super open to feedback. I asked, I've had many chef friends go there and they text me as soon as they get there and like, what should I get on the menu? What's your favorite? And I'm like, I mean, I made it all. So I'm not going to put anything that's shit or half-ass on the menu. It's all good. I tell them what I lean towards and they've given me all really good feedback. I want somebody to give me some bad feedback so they can tell me Chef Amy was down there. She liked everything, but you know, people are going to be nice. They're not going to really shit on you too much but well you heard it here first folks shit on me shit on him literally he wants it not like on yelp no direct directly please oh no we got a yelp, a yelp review no. i don't want to call, call out my owners or anything but people were complaining about not getting chips with their sandwiches and yeah. it clearly says on the thing a dollar or two bucks for chips right and they're tims we do suicide chips yeah. so we take like eight different kinds of chips and we mix them all together and then, you know, you don't know which chip you're getting. I took out the ones that really fuck up your palate or really destroy the other chips in there. So it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. But people are complaining about it. Not everybody wants chips, man. They, they just want a sandwich. I know so, we're actually thinking about going to, instead of just doing sandwiches, doing sandwich with two sides and just upping the price a little bit. That's what I did. So I, every sandwich come with chips, you can sub a soup or a salad or a stew, what have you. Nice. Instead no for, two, for two bucks, I am working on a menu change right now. I've been running a bunch of specials, testing some stuff out. But yeah, I'm just working on. It's really fun doing these parties because I cook it all myself. I'm the one that writes the menu for these parties. I give the quotes. I, of course, I try to run it by my owners and let them know what they think about it. But they're like, do do what you do. 
flex their muscles. So. What, do you have party rooms? Or are you doing buyouts? Or um, Well, we have two like? bars. Have you right. been there yet? No, I haven't. So we have two bars. One in the front is kind of like an art bar. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of art, a lot of murals. The back is a barcade. Okay. So we have a separate bar. So we're getting it to where kind of you come in, depending on how big your group is. You can make reservations for booths and stuff like that yeah. if you want. But if you want to buy out, you can buy out the front of the place. Uh, we'll block it off. You have your own bartender. You have your own food. And then we're always yeah. open to the public because we have a back bar and a barcade. So you share that with people. Um, yeah, Big Fish Games is coming in there nice. on Tuesday. So shout them out. Thanks for choosing Fresh. Jupiter. And hopefully we, um, you know, the word is good about our place and people will come more. I so got to start sending more people your way when we're full because that's more my territory is party booking, yeah. buyouts, planning big yeah, events. Yeah, yeah, so let's, yeah. So let's talk about you. Um, you are a, what is your official title there at ESR? Events and Catering Manager. Events and Catering Manager. Where's your office at? Where do you work uh, out in of? In Ballard. I live and work. In you the work, neighborhood of Ballard. You work from home? No. No. <laughs> but even <laughs> still, offices are there. It's a cool 30-minute walk. All right. That's not that's not too bad. And how long have you been in that? I mean, has it, have you always dealt with the restaurant industry? Like, have you been doing party planning yeah, and event I mean, for, planning? For, for over a decade. In the restaurant in the, industry? In the restaurant industry. But bef- I've done a lot of different roles within there. I, I got out of college and was a preschool teacher okay. for a number of years. Um, I've done a lot of vending. I've done a lot of uh, hot dog carting. I worked at a deli. That was really the most back of house that I've done is the Other Coast Cafe in Ballard. Other Coast. Other Coast. New New Jersey attitude. How did you like working there? It was fun. It was back in the day. It was was back when I was still like grant gutter yeah kind of wild I used west. to take special trips to Ballard yeah. just to go to other coasts before they opened up on queen anne yeah. and i was at honey hole for almost two years oh nice so they were our competition yeah, and they, now they're next door yeah and they got we always wondered how they stayed in business and it's because they come in at like three four five in the morning and they and do they catering do those corporate parties yeah that was ballard too there's a bunch yeah. of shipyard exactly and the crane company yeah so they're banging it out so you were working in back of the house there Back of house there. Well, it's it's all there's there's no back or front really, yeah. uh, in a little deli like that. So you do register or cold station or hot station or prep. Um, I worked for a number of years with uh, Dante's Hot Dogs, Dante's Inferno Dogs. Yep. I yep. did a lot of vending and catering and got into sales then. Through, a number through of the years vending. Ago, through the vending. Well, and the planning at the office. Um, I learned a ton from Dante. I worked in corporate for a while. Uh, for about four and a half years with Bon Appetit. Yeah. So in this neighborhood here, and then we ran a food truck uh, program called Mobile Mavens. So I Bon Appetit that. does. Yeah. I did not know that. that either. They do a lot of catering. If they're not out on the streets as much, there's these little pop-up Volkswagen trailers. Now, I, I'm curious. I wonder if Bon Appetit maybe tests some of their, some of their recipes or testings on the public before it kind of gets put on the website or in print was, or anything like there that? Was, there was kind of a, um enhancement in that you could go to a new client, like whether it's a college or a corporate client, and say, hey, let's treat you guys to a food truck party. Yeah. And then kind of get to know them and say, hey, we can do this on food trucks. Check out what we can do in the cafe setting. So they do more in-house cafes. Okay. This Brave Horse was one of our after parties. Like I, after work, we'd come here for happy hour because it's just a block away. Yeah, it's but, it's they just they just moved down here a couple years ago, right? Yep. They used to be downtown. Yeah. But, oh, okay. So I wasn't crazy. No, I was yeah. like, it hasn't always been there. <laughs> no, no, no. Just when this in the area came up, it yeah. was. They, uh, have, they have a ton of college and corporate accounts around town. 
So I did that for a few years, and then I started working with Ethan uh, in February. Oh, here comes our burgers. <laughs> oh, right. weird, bro. Those look so really, really beef-like. <laughs> That's crazy. So, Brian, do you want to explain this, or do you want the chef to? Uh, you're going to want the other Brian to explain uh, this. All right. <laughs> all right, so continue. continue. I mean, I'm, like, looking at burgers I know. Now. This is weird. Um, I, I, it was a new position. There was a gal before me that was doing... Uh, a lot of different roles. She'd kind of grown with them over the years. Doing catering, doing private party booking, um, doing gift cards, doing customer service. Yeah. And they wanted to grow the catering department. So I, I stepped in and took over that role. But we got, we have a, we have chef here, so. All right, yeah. All right, <laughs> chef. I'm, I'm Robbie. This is Toby. This is Johnny. This How is Keith, our producer. You, you are the chef. And uh, explain to us what we got here. It's the uh, Impossible Burger. Okay. Uh, it's our set, which is uh, smoked ketchup, mayo, iceberg wedge, and uh, dill pickle. Nice. Uh, I was actually pretty excited about the Impossible Burger. Uh, I've seen it, like, you know, in other cities getting released. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's kind of what happened with us. We had read, been following it for a long time, and so we were super excited when you guys got it. I actually, and I reached out to them, sent them emails, and because I wanted to know. I wanted it to come here. I wanted to release it here because I was really really excited about it just for the idea behind it i think it's pretty impressive uh it is plant-based meat uh and you guys have not tried one yet at all no no brand new. not uh, at all no i mean the only other place to get it right is out in u district right uh i think they're actually doing it at another bar on capitol hill it's it there's there's a lot more people doing it. i don't think anybody kind of like advertising pushed, pushed it like we wanted to you know it's good for the environment i guess that's, yeah, that's no, why, why not? It, yeah, so. it's super good. See, so, yeah, that's what, what's kind of what we're going to eat these in and kind of talk about that, what the future of this kind of, you know, plant-based burgers. If it tastes, it smells, and it bleeds like a real burger, what's the difference with eating it? Now, what's your price point on these things? So our burger on the menu is seven fifty for beef. This, we're charging 11 bucks for it. Honestly, we're paying $12 a pound oh, wow. for okay. the meat itself, which is... Four times the amount we're paying for Chuck, but again, like the the impact it's making on the environment is a different story. And if you can get traction with it, then it then it'll like pay for itself eventually. I uh, you know, and there's there's a gentleman who came from Impossible Burger and talked to all the chefs for Tom Douglas. Yeah. You know, as far as wanting us to all try it and, and learn about it, uh, they're really pushing it towards meat eaters and not towards vegetarians. Yeah, because I was actually having a conversation with my girlfriend now. It's like, would vegans want to eat something that is like that because it looks and tastes like meat and bleeds like meat? Yeah, I mean, we also offer a veggie patty, too. Awesome. We, we wanted to have both. We wanted something to be vegetable-based that's solely vegetable-based. Yeah. Like, so it tastes like vegetables. It doesn't taste like meat. But I still, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for you guys to try it. Like, I mean, for anybody who's tried it for the first time, I actually think it's it's interesting to see their perspective. Okay. They really said it's supposed to take just like beef. I think you know any meat eater. I, you know, there's I, I love hamburgers. It's my favorite food. No, yeah, totally. ever. <laughs> and I, you know, and I was like, oh, it's going to be better for me. I could eat this and feel and be, be healthier. But even they're like, it's not that much better for you than eating beef. There is still coconut fat as the fat in it. Uh, it's wheat and soy based. Okay. They do use GMO wheat and and soy for the product. Uh, you know, I, we talked to our organic farmer from the farm, and he's like, I don't care about that. Just eat more vegetables. <laughs> but in, in, the, in the long run, he's just, you know, the, the idea of it limiting the amount of 
of impact on the environment. Yeah. It, it, it would mean like maybe three out of ten times I would have an Impossible Burger, but I still love beef. Like I no, love that beef yeah, burger. no, totally. That makes sense, and it's like kind of cut down that impact on um uh, like uh, slaughterhouses and whatnot. Yep. So How that makes. Oh, no, How do you get it? Is it patted or is it bulk or what? You what's can it? buy like you know chubs, like you would get free yeah. ground beef sometimes. Okay. But we we get them pre-portioned quarter quarter pound patties. Okay. Only because you know I could take that chub and like re-patty it. I, I actually reform every patty no matter what that comes because okay. I think they look kind of gross. Perfect. Does uh, it feel like beef? Uh, you want me? I, I'll bring you. I guys out a raw one. You can touch it, and hang out with it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, it literally, yeah, literally yeah. looks just like ground beef. Oh, wow. Totally. That's remarkable. That's silly. All right. Well, we're going to try these things out. Sure. Thank you very much, Jeff. I appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you very much. That is like, it looks crazy, though. Yo, this is trippy. It's like, I got to try one of these first. So do we want to try the burger first? Yeah, I think we should try the patty and then try, no, try the burger. And All right, the try patty. the burger first. But like right. the patty is interesting because it has like such it a smells. crispy outside texture. <laughs> yeah. And it, it smells like beef. Yeah, it, it smells, smells like, like, like beef. But I feel like it also smells like a potato laka or something like that. You know, you're not with all the iceberg. You gotta try it. Thank you very much, Chef. He just brought us out a raw patty. All right, cheers. That's crazy. That's hella good. No, it tastes like a burger. Yeah, I mean, but you can taste, you can taste like the fakeness, right? No, you totally can. But it tastes like. But it beef. tastes like beef. I got the girl trying it on the side. Yo, this, yo, this smoked ketchup is the truth. Oh, though. yeah, no, it's real. I'm like, I could eat a whole one of these, for real. Yo, it, this, oh, you know what it tastes like? It tastes like you'd have a you'd have straight bacon on this burger. That's exactly what it tastes yeah, like. Yeah, there's something a little more It tastes like bacon fat. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is just it's a bacon burger. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up, for sure. Yeah, it's, more, it's like leaner. It's like a buffalo or something. It's not quite as like spongy as, as beef. No, yeah. It tastes kind of gamey. It seems like it has a hard time staying together. Like, yeah, it's a little mushier. But then at the same time, on the outside, it's a little bit more dry. So, it, like, my burger patty split in half. Is there, like, a, is there a, a mister? Is there a well done? That because, would probably be chalky. You know? Because right now in the middle, it looks like a, like almost that a rare, mm -hmm. not not even like a medium rare. It looks like a rare burger in the middle. Maybe more people would be into, you know, pink in the middle if there's not a uh, bacterial issue. It doesn't fall apart like beef. Should we judge this out of a hundred or a ten? Ten. People can wrap their head around ten a little what bit are, more. What are the scales? Just overall, or? Yeah, just I mean, do, should we go through? Uh, Criterion? Criterion collection? Okay. All right. What do we give it for the taste? I give it an eight. I was thinking eight as well. I can fucks with that. It tastes like fucking bacon. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it eight. Now, I'll give this motherfucker a ten on the look. No, real talk. It looks like a real burger. Even when you, like, break apart the crispy parts and look on the inside of the meat or the patty... It looks like ground beef. It it's really crazy. Does, yeah. On the back note, I would say, like, after you eat it, you get kind of that, like, plant taste. Like I don't that get that. Taste. I don't get that. I just get, like, a, a non-meat finish. 
Definitely. You know? It's a little bit. It's a little bitter, but not like overpowering bitter. I just like you definitely taste that it wasn't meat, but is it was there, good. I smashed little, that whole half. Is there a little like burnt flavor in there? Yeah. Like, like like at a barbecue and you leave them on exactly. the grill. It's that sear. I mean, he yeah. told me that before I ate it. He's like, once you sear it, it it it, it, it gives it that crispiness, that charcoal, yeah. that fire, that 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 smoke. No, it was good. I would say that it wasn't as juicy as a burger, obviously. Um, just because there's no blood in it, you know, it's not resting, but it looks like the raw patty here and now you of didn't us. touch it because it's not raw meat. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. That really feels like beef. No, it really does. Like I would form that into a patty. Yeah. That's the thing about it is it's not, I mean, this is not like a hazard, like the health department probably loves this burger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can, you can smack this thing around. See, now the question is, and I'm going to try it raw. Are you going to eat it raw? And see what that tastes like. I don't know. I don't eat raw ground beef, so I don't know how to compare it. it no, it has the same consistency, though. It's a little bit chewy. There's not as much, like, fat. No. Not as much fat. You can taste the wheat, though. Oh, yeah. You can definitely taste the wheat. Not so much of the soy. That's the, No, that's the flavor I'm getting on the back end. Yeah, it's soy. I was just trying to put a word to it. Um, but when it's cooked, it, you can definitely taste the soy. It tastes a little bit like tofu on the soy back. Soy and charcoal. That's actually pretty lit, though. Yeah. I never thought that I would be impressed with this Impossible Burger, but uh, I mean, I've really heard I've heard good things about it. Uh, like we said, I, I don't know, two weeks ago, I talked about on uh, Complex. They did hyper hyper pass or whatever like that. He's just trying to feed it to your to the baby. That's fine. He's going to have that palate of a century. Yeah, let, yeah let, let the baby try it. I, I guarantee there's no baby out there. I challenge anybody. Is that an impossible burger? That's an impossible burger. Give Come on, Sarah. Come on. She's not going to do it. I oh, wouldn't let her do man. it either. Let's mix and mash it up with some milk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're giving this guy a thumbs up, guys. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Definitely. I definitely would recommend this. Uh, it's kind. Of, it feels like an experience, I guess. It's definitely a novelty thing. Um, the price is a little is a little hitting for the wallet. Well, see, the price, I wouldn't have a problem with the price if it was good for you. Yeah. What was it, $11? $11. I think compared to a lot of, like, higher-end burger places, that's not crazy. Well, a lot of times they charge you, you, 15, they charge you more money for a veggie burger. Yeah. Because it's or a vegan, you know, because they use vegan mayo. They use a lot more vegetables, which is a lot most of the time more expensive than, um, you know, meat. The thing that about this burger, too, that I see is it's like I kind of feel like vegetarians and vegans would order this burger because while it does kind of look like me, it doesn't really look nor taste like me unless you've never had meat before. Then it would throw you off. I'm, I'm gonna try to figure out how to get this, get this like delivered to my restaurant, um, and maybe work with this product, and or for my house to take two. I go to plenty of parties with vegans or vegetarians, and I mean it's one step in pushing them closer towards burgers. You know what it's I'm just crazy how the patty, the raw patty, is red. Yeah, or like pink, you know. And it cooks all. It cooks brown. That's crazy. It feels like meat. It feels like meat. I mean, it's just the 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 chunkiness in it. I guess almost mimics. It's almost fat. like a finer grind, yeah. But it definitely feels like meat. Keith said he wants to fry it in bacon fat and then wrap that in rice risotto. God, <laughs> yeah. arancini status. Yeah, <laughs> arancini impossible 
uh, burgers. I wow. Th- I think if you love burgers and you're trying to cut down on beef because of health reasons, if it's your heart or if it's the sodium, like, it's no, a great totally. alternative. It Definitely. It be every burger you have. And it doesn't make you feel like, uh, I mean, you know how you're like, I'm a man because I, bur- I eat meat, you know? It doesn't make yeah. you feel like a wimp or anything like that. It looks like a burger. You can order it on the sly and people wouldn't even know, I bet. Yeah. Have you guys said the field roast sausages? I, yeah, if I mess with like, them. I, I have them I at like, my work. I like them a lot. So I do think, I. And I think they're not trying to be sausages in flavor or texture, but they do a really good job, and they taste great. No, they have um, they have roasts, like yeah. whole roasts yeah. that are like uh, have those, those apples in them. Why not? I mean, because you slice the- them and you sear them. It's a great alternative to regular meat. It's like those tofurkeys? Where it's just like a turkey that's shaped that's a like a weird. tofu. Yeah, I, have, I, have, I haven't uh, delved into those, but the sausages are great, and they have a, a frankfurter too. Yeah, I mean, I like the sausages. They're, they're great to work with. I don't like the casing on it so much. The plastic. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. tough. And you then, get them in bowl. they do like uh, eight packs. Yeah, which we used to use in the hot dog cart, and they're great. Oh it's yeah, a, it's that, an yeah. easy substitute in shape and. Girth, no, no I use I use at my work I use the smoked tomato and lentil. Oh yeah. Uh, loaves and I slice them to one ounce portions yeah. and then put them on sandwiches. People don't know. Uh, I've used it for all sorts of alternatives. If you take them and you fr- if you pan fry them, thank you so much. Yeah, right. Thank thank you so much. He just gave me a um, a pamphlet of the Impossible Burger. Who's on here? Momofuko uses it. Yep. Crossroads. Saxon Pearl Hope Day, Public House, some big names up on here. A better burger. So before us, cows were the only way to make beef. Now you can get all the flavors, textures, aromas, and nutrients of beef in a burger that's much better for the planet and everyone that lives here. Plus, it's cholesterol-free with no hormones or antibiotics. It's not non-GMO. They said it takes up 95% less land. Um... If everybody uses, have 87% lower greenhouse gas emissions and 74% less water. Yeah, because no animals. No cow farts. No cow farts. No methane up in the air. Holy shit, man. Look at that. Could you bring these to a friend's barbecue and throw them on the grill and trick people? Trick people? I think you could. Yes. I think think you might get slapped at the end of that barbecue because somebody (laughs) would be like, why did you do that to me? And it's pretty simple. The, The ingredients in here are not that bad. So what do you think? You think Ethan Stoll's gonna could carry I'll talk these? To I think yeah, at some of the burger restaurants we could uh, incorporate it. I'll, I'll bring I it. I feel to like our it's chef. also kind of a good gimmick, you know, being like we have this Impossible Burger, like you should come try Shit, it. It got us here. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and we came down here in the middle of traffic in, <laughs> in the heart of the Amazonians, so it was worth it. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty good night though uh, down here. It's crazy to see a restaurant so busy on a Monday. I was actually walking around being like, a lot of restaurants down here are pretty trashy, and they just get away with it because there's a population down here. Well, or they've developed a lunch game. A lot of Tom yeah. Douglas places just do a killer no, exactly. lunch, and no one's open after six. Yeah, well, a lot of times the places down here, the restaurants down here, it's they don't go for uh, so much about being so so fancy or super nice. No, it's just like they quick. go for quick. Yeah. Yeah. Quick service. No, I saw a soup uh, shop, and a, I was like, a soup approachable. shop. Approachable. Yeah. You know, they want a menu that's approachable. That I've caught some flack for my menu being people are like, what is this? What is that? And once I explain it to them, they understand it. And they're like, yeah. why don't you just say that on the menu? And I'm like, because I like fun, quirky names. Yeah. You know? If you, if you don't want cafeteria food, you got to get somewhere and back in an hour 
and maybe spend under $15, and it's got to be super quick. The food trucks have taken over as well. Yeah, we got our friend Andy. I'm super proud of her. She's opening up a food truck. Uh, It's called Sunny Side Up. They do eggs. Do egg egg sandwiches. Awesome. Egg sandwiches. Uh, We're going to have her on in June. Oh, she did have them good egg sandwiches. I remember the I remember the breakfast menu over. At- yeah, she used to run our brunch program. But uh, yeah, food trucks are great. My friends, we had uh, some friends of ours on that uh, started off in a food truck, a juicing food truck, and they've moved on to a. They have a brick and mortar now. Oh yeah. But they do juice and they do uh, what are those bowls they what are those, asahi bowls, which are fucking what they're delicious. What uh, it's like a smoothie with like grains and grains, other, granola, okay. berries, still like sweet and fruit. Yeah. Yeah, but they have some With ones that are savory too. Okay. So amazing stuff. And they put banana and peanut butter and everything, and I'm like, hell yeah. Well, that you know, wonderful. Well, I mean, yeah. you moved the opposite direction. Yeah. From food trucks. From back. food trucks to into a restaurant. Yeah. I think a lot a lot of food truck people end up I mean I mean there's a common trend for food trucks to just raise capital to open a brick and mortar, and a lot of people have done that in the past year or so. Uh wood shop. I know, I know we'll see like a fish and chips nosh stand at some point. Uh, Falafel Salam has a shop now. Like there's a lot oh, that are opening spaces so up. Good. And it's a great way to go and raise capital without having to get a big loan and owe people money. So you've been at uh, ESR since February. February, right. To, to loop back. <laughs> uh, since February, yeah. yeah. I came on as their events and catering manager. Um, and you and did you you took over a position from somebody else yeah. that was just kind of doing it all. She was doing a lot. She had been like since they were working in their basement office, like before they had a formal office with one or two restaurants. She'd been with them a long time, and it just it was a large program or a potentially much larger program that warranted a position, uh, a, a new a new job position. So I, I saw it, and I I've always loved the brand, and I always loved going in the restaurants. And I've always, every time I go in, I always feel like I'm at someone's house and they're just like, cozy. Hey, what's up? What can we do to make this experience the best for you? And I was like, I love that, like that feeling you get. And I think I could contribute a lot to the company. Now, are you going after, are you going after companies? Are you going after people or are they mostly coming to you? There's, there's a little of both. So I, it's, it's, it's kind of fun to get into like what the most effective restaurant sale is because I could call someone and offer them something and if it's not the right type of group or not the right timing or not the right type of cuisine then it, then I've just wasted their time so I prefer a lot of marketing out there in the ether to really like target you know you do Facebook boosts you do some some print ads some blogs and I have kind of running advertisements and then I can sell within the restaurants as well with flyers or, or inserts that are a little more passive um, and then I just, I want to generate more leads. And then I receive the leads and I figure out what the best spot is for them or what the availability is. So. Yeah, I've never, I've never thought about, I, I've been to a bunch of, I've been to parties at all, pretty much all of his restaurants and yeah. they've all been really, really amazing. Yeah. Uh, they brought in photo booths. They've done yeah. tamale bars. <laughs> I mean, they've done, you know, they do the family dinners at Tavolata are. Those are so fun. Amazing. Yeah. They're once a month, right? They do so. It's off season. They they have one this Sunday. Yeah, my what, wife's been. Which 30. one is it? We're going out to Lobster it's Feast. Lobster? Yeah. How much is it? It's thirty bucks, right? Seventy. Seventy bucks. Yeah. Ooh, you, prices went up. Woo! Uh, I, it it depends also depends on, on what it is. Right? That's so right. They do one that's like sixty sixty five yeah. for out at Heritage Pig. 
They yeah. have them every month for the next six months. They're like, amazing. I, I recommend I recommend those yeah. highly. We grab a big group of people, the family style. And sit it's, at the big table. It's and super fun. Everyone gets to share and you pass it all around. It's amazing. And that's what a lot of the parties I book are. So I tell them a lot of we have a mezzanine for 30. It's all family style. You do a restaurant buyout at Rione or Derby or any of the big ones for like 100, 150 people. We're doing family style dining for a large party. And yeah. it's really fun to introduce people to that style. Of, of dining as opposed to plated, you get salmon and some steamed veggies. You know, there's a... there's a, And it's also less... Um, it hurts the kitchen a little bit less, too, because yeah. they can... That's a quick, easy push, you yeah. know? You just do a we couple can, larger plates we and can turn offer, them out. We can offer food a lot more fresh, family-style, yeah. because you can exactly. bulk it out, exactly. plate it up, and you're not waiting for the other steaks to cook. You right. have You have larger cuts of steaks, and you've chopped them up, and they're all available for people to pass around, but yep. they're ready right when they're coming out of the oven. So good. Yeah, I, I highly recommend family style. If you see anything family style, go for family style above yeah. anything else. It's always nice to share, too. Yeah. Um, I've really been uh, super into the European style of seating, too, lately that I've been seeing around Seattle. Long table. Long the table, table sitting yeah. with some strangers, you know. Um, that gets way, you to in- interact with others. And not only that, but you're right up on them, and you get to see what they order. And you, instead of, like, peering and looking creepy and looking across the way and staring at somebody's plate, you, you can, can just, just lean over and ask them. real quick, yeah. It's great. And sometimes I'll let you try their stuff. That, right? Everyone has a glass of wine, and you start chatting. Exactly. <laughs> and then you get to know people. Make you a new make friend. A friend. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. great. All right. Uh, that's going to bring us to the end of episode 88 of Girl Hall on Steak Mister here at Brave Horse Tavern. Uh, yeah, we're going to do ingredient of the week. I was thinking maybe we do use the Impossible Burger for ingredient of the week. I mean, it already has ideal uses on the back of this pamphlet. You want to come up with one? I don't think I, w- I would be able Toby, to. Toby, you want to? You wanna, yeah. You, yeah. You want to do it? He's up to the challenge. All right, let's do it. All right. Me first. You first. I'll go first. What do you want to do? Pick one of those out, big boy. Uh, I'm going to do I'm gonna do something a little bit different. I'm going to do Impossible Burger Chili. So I guess what you would, what I would do is I would get uh, however much meat you, however much plant-based meat you want. What are you going with? A I'll go with four like pounds, three pounds, a pound. A you know, pound. Keep it light. Keep it light. It's like twenty yeah. bucks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, you'll have a me- uh, one and a half medium onion, and you'll you'll dice that medium size, um, as well as some garlic, and you'll sweat down your veg a little bit, and then you'll toss in that meat and get it nice and crispy. The issue that I see is, like, how are you going to add fat to this, you know? Like, oil. vegetable oil? Oil. oil yeah, right. so I guess you would, like, deglaze, get a little vegetable oil in there, some chili powder, some uh, cayenne, paprika, uh, salt, pepper, of course. Um, I like to use a little bit of mustard powder and garlic powder. Uh, in must my, pow, must pow. Musgar pow, onion powder. Um, and mix that all up, get your... Get your uh, seasoning aromatic in there nice and hot and then um, pour in a little bit of stock actually before that scratch that you're going to pour in some tomato some pureed tomato and sweat that down a little bit you want to cook the acidity out of that Um, and then you'll add some stock cook that down and if you want to I would say you don't have to um, add beans but a lot of people would like to add beans a lot of people would be like chili's blasphemous if you add beans that's not real chili chili's meat um, and uh, just for fun, throw some harissa in there. Harissa? Yeah, harissa. Make it and, spicy. Uh, make make it shit, spicy make and shit, chili. Make yeah, it's like hot and sexy. But, you know, now that I think about the recipe more, do all those parts except save cooking the meat and cook that in a separate container and then add that later because I feel like the texture would get it's really, gonna really yeah, it's going to break down too much. <laughs> 
So yeah, um, that's the off the cuff chili with Impossible Burger meat. Good for you, Johnny. Toby, do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first? Your choice. It's up to I, you, man. I'm, I'm working on it in my head. All right, I was I, gonna do meatballs with it. Okay. All right. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna take five pounds of this Impossible meats. Five uh, pounds. Yeah, man. You're gonna, I like large batches. <laughs> <laughs> Freeze that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, meatballs last. Yeah, yeah they do. exactly. They do. And did he say? Do you guys remember? He, these, this does not come in frozen, right? I don't. I think he said it came in fresh. Fresh. I, I wonder how it holds in a freezer. I wonder. So you're gonna take five pounds of. Yeah, you're gonna take five pounds of the impossible meat. You are going to dice up one large, big ass onion. If you don't have one super big onion, just use two medium onions or whatever like that. Uh, you're going to take about 10 cloves of garlic. You're going to take two tablespoons of chili flake, two tablespoons of salt, two tablespoons pepper, uh, parsley, some breadcrumbs, two two eggs. No, we can't do eggs. Shit. Trying to keep it, it. It doesn't have to be vegan, does it? It doesn't have to be vegan. All right. Well, you're just using impossible meat. And two eggs. Um, usually what I would do is I would I'd probably cook up. I'd probably cook my... Uh, garlic and onion and some olive oil first, and then I toss it in the burger with the breadcrumbs, two eggs, uh, the salt, the pepper, the cayenne, maybe a little bit of Worcestershire, maybe some oregano, parsley. Damn. Fold that up. Loaded meatballs. That's right. Because it's, it's, I don't. This thing has flavor, but you yeah. want to also put a lot of Enhance. extra stuff into it. So, and I probably, I don't know, I'd probably do two ounce portions of this. So the inside texture still stays a little bit red. And then uh, you're going to get a, a hard cast, I mean, a heavy cast iron fan. And you're going to throw, what kind of oil should I use? It's going to say coconut oil because it burns really well. But, uh, yeah, let's go with coconut oil. Turn it on high. And then I want you to sear the shit and almost blacken the outside of these things. So they're, like, crispy. And then the inside. So you got some texture on the outside. And you got that uh, that soft... Kind of meaty, rare middle. Would you still like cook them in the sauce as you're making it too? Well, let it soak in a little, or just a meatball on its own? Yeah, just a meatball on its own. Um, if you want, you can also make a red sauce. Johnny, you can you put it in Johnny's uh, tomato sauce or his uh, chili, his chili, meatball chili, <laughs> whatever. The man, the man with the plan. What you what you got going on? Uh, we do uh, stroganoff for date night a lot, so oh. I think I would do something along those lines to try it out. Um, and I don't trust that you could chop it up and saute it well, so I'm going to cook it in bacon fat. Ah. Uh, it's going to be a little more healthy, but with the bacon. Um, so a couple burgers worth, like maybe half a pound, um, and just kind of saute it in the bacon fat like you would beef. Um, a couple spoonfuls of flour and toss it together and just start a roux with a 2% milk. Um I like a little thyme, a little Worcestershire, and kind of let that thicken up and add milk as you go until you get a nice sauce. Um, we add Greek yogurt instead of sour cream. So another, wow, another little healthful. Uh, That's interesting. Greek yogurt. Switch. Yeah, right. And you get the tang, and once once it's all cooked in, it's okay. Yeah, it still yeah. works. Um, salt and pepper, maybe half a cup of sour or uh, the Greek yogurt, and then uh, serve it over some egg noodles. There you go. That sounds good, Keith. You want to bust one out real quick? I was thinking sausage, like chop up some garlic, thyme, rosemary, pepper, salt, mix it all together. And like what would be really crazy is if instead of trying to cook it in the casing, 
we take it, we mix in breadcrumbs and egg and sous vide that bitch and see if that <laughs> binder will keep it all stuck together. You're not going to wrap it in risotto? I'll wrap your ass in risotto. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be fun stuff to work with because, like, I mean, unlike a lot of sausages or meat mixtures or force meats or whatever, you can taste as you go. So are you you've gonna, got a chance to, like, find two. Are you going to sear it bef- after it comes out of the sous vide machine? Or after the, out of the circulator? Uh, I might sear it depending on how it holds up. Like, if it'll hold together, yeah, you'd want to sear it and get a little crust on it. Just worried about the crispy, the breadcrumbs. Yeah. You know, that's, so, what, that's what I'm worried about. But I, and I wouldn't do it, I wouldn't sear it before I put it in there. You know what? I might take it and you might just like brown it all off and then just use the eggs and the breads to bind it and the sous vide and just have that hold it together and have it already be seared off. It's a good idea. It's just, it's, it seems interesting. This stuff tastes great. Like, I would easily eat that and not think twice that it wasn't a burger. Be like, eh, okay, you know, a little filler maybe. Like when you taste it, that's kind of what you get is like that little bit of filler. And it tastes a little bit like filler because they use kind of some wheat and gluten shit to fill, you know, fucking burgers. Yeah. But it's 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 good. You get enough seasoning in there though, and and you're not really lately you're not tasting the beef in like a sausage or a yeah, exactly. But it's not you're tasting so, all the seasoning. I'd be really interested to see how the texture turned out. Sounds good to me. All right, guys. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Johnny, my man, Keith. Thanks for showing up, Toby. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for keeping in contact. Me, I know we, sure. we made contact a long time ago about yeah. doing this, but <laughs> right time, right place. Sarah, it's wonderful to see you. This good-looking baby right there. No thanks to Johnny. It's got your good looks. I can't wait to see that baby as an afro. That's gonna be nice. Brand. Um, I would like to thank the Brave Horse Tavern. Uh, Once again, the address down here is 310 Terry Avenue North, Seattle, Washington. Uh, It's right in the heart of uh, Amazon Campus. First Amazon Campus, second Amazon Campus. Oh, like nationwide, or this is the first Seattle one? It's first Seattle one. Yeah. Yeah. Just a block away from their first building. Great place, good food, a lot of beer. Um, I would like to thank the, the GM, Brian Dalby. Uh, for hooking us up. I'd like to thank Chef Bradley Layfield for coming out here and being on the show. And I would like to thank uh, Studio 212 and the Soundcasting Network for putting out our podcast for us. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Peace. Grill, how long steak, mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch.